The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Thank you so much, Brad, Sheila, Herbie, and everybody else. This is Willene Shaw welcoming you on February the 9th, 2023, to our quite popular uh, online discussion group session, I Love Braille. It is sponsored by the East Bay Center for the Blind in Berkeley, California, and supported by American Council of the Blind. Friends, as you all know, Every second Thursday is a day for question and answer session. The title is, I have a question. And here's how it works. Most of you know, but I'll just repeat. We will first ask you to raise your hands if you have a question. We will take first question and then request everybody else to lower your hands. Now, we will ask you to raise your hands if you have the answer to the question on the floor. So, there will be one question taken, first and first, and then people will raise their hands for the answers. When the discussion on that question is over, we will again ask you to raise your hand for questions. Again, we will take one question, and then again we will ask the audience to raise their hands for the answers. So you may notice that this is going to be quite an interactive session. You know, it's not that you have one expert who answers all questions. Anybody, anybody can ask questions and anybody who knows the answer can answer the question. And of course, feel free to ask. No question is dumb. Even though you are a beginner learner, you have some question that may be probably basic for many others, but that's fine. That's your question, and we respect all questions. So do not hesitate to ask. All right, and of course at the end, when you go home, I mean, when, when we are uh, uh, done uh, discussing uh, Braille-related questions and answers, uh, feel free to send me your feedback. Shah, S-H-A-H, at eastbaycenterfortheblind.org. Once again, Shah is spelled S-H-A-H, at eastbaycenterfortheblind.org. All right, so our host, Sheila Young, is here. And she will announce the name first, whosoever raises her his hand. So please raise your hand for a question that you would like to ask. And of course, it has to be a Braille-related question. This is I Love Braille session. Go ahead. You have Teresa. All right, Teresa. Teresa. I'm never usually first. I'm, I'm never usually the first, but um, 
I have a question, and I've been seeing this a lot. You know, when I get handouts um, from a like a, I'm on a board of directors, and I'll get a braille handout, and I see this uh, four or five, and then the drop G symbol before um, a passage, and I'm wondering what that uh, symbol is for. Uh, your question is that there's dots four five and drop G. Four five. Four five and drop G. Yes. What that symbol is? Okay. Uh, yes, have sir. you learned UEB? Bits and pieces. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So Bits maybe you know because UEB a, has uh, some diff different symbol systems, and this is part of UEB. However, I would like others to answer your question. So let's see. All right. Okay. So now, please raise your hands if you know the answer to this question. And I'm going to mute myself. Yeah, no, you can you can remain on mute, Teresa, because in between we may ask you, is that okay? Did you get it or something like that? You you can remain unmuted, okay? Yeah. All right. So let's see if anybody had the answer. Okay, you have a phone number five seven three ending in four four zero. There's none but Rick. Well, uh, hi there. Great resource. Hi, Rick. Uh, yes, indeed, that comes out of UEB, and yes. the four five followed by a uh, a second related symbol refers to bold. Uh, you can kind of remember that because it's sort of reminiscent of a B, which is of course one two. But mm -hmm. if if the dot four five is followed by a dot two three, it's only the next character that is bold. If it is followed by a dot five, that four five, then five, then the entire word is in bold. And the one you saw was dot four five drop G, that's two, three, five, six. Um, that tells you that more than two words consecutively are in bold. And after the last one, you will see a dot four five dot three to say, okay, back to normal text. And the same kind of pattern goes for italics and underline and script and even small capitals. I love UEB for that. Uh, it, it has all these distinctions among the, the various special typefaces, and that one is for bold. Thanks. Thank you so much, Rick. You answered... Uh... Uh, 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 the question much more in detail, so that's uh, just good. Teresa, did that help you? Yes, it did. Okay, let's see who it else did. has an answer uh, who can tell in other words. Uh, Dawn. Dawn. Okay, yes. Um, I was going to say what Rick said, but I also have something else that I might be able to contribute. So Sure. I still have, so I took the transitioning to UEB course from Hadley when it was still being offered. And as a result, I got a handout from, um, from taking that course and it was special symbols used in, in the UEB textbook. And it had all those, and it had all those special symbols in it, bolds and everything else. So mm -hmm. it, it isn't a DOCX format. Um, 
if you would like the link, I can send that to you so that you can send that out to everybody, including Teresa. I'm not sure if she has email or not, but you know, maybe there's a way that maybe there's a way that you can get that to her. So that uh, we can have it. Yeah, Lisa, Teresa, are you on our email list? Are you getting weekly announcements? Teresa? Yeah. Are you getting weekly announcements? Okay, no, I'm not. No, oh. I'm not. And then now my other question is, how would I be able to read that in an email? How would it um, appear on a screen? Um, I would definitely have to have something kind of a way to have it put it on. only Braille display I have is that um, e-reader that the okay. NLS sent out. <clears throat> Okay, one second. Let me first answer what Don wanted me to say. Don, you want me to? Uh, you said that uh, if you would email me, I can share that with other people. Correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Feel free. Go ahead and email. And what I will do, I'll uh, forward that email to the people who request. So probably okay. everybody doesn't want to read. So I just don't want to impose on uh, the general email list okay yeah. so i need to but okay. i will i'll definitely keep it with me so anybody who requests i can okay forward yeah yeah and, hopefully, uh, once hopefully again uh, you said that where, where did you get that from um i got that from the um from taking the transitioning to ueb course um from hadley um so i've mm -hmm. just I, i've just kind of kept it around <laughs> <laughs> so. okay all right <laughs> Okay, yeah. now, Teresa, you have another question, uh, which I didn't... I just wanted to simply say, do I need yeah. to send an email to East Bay Center? No, shah at eastbaycenterfortheblind.org. S-H-A-H. That's my last name, okay? Yes. Yeah, hopefully you can get that document, Teresa, because that will give you... Um, because, like, it'll say bold passage indicator, and then it'll tell you the exact dot sequence that that you would use so Correct. you would yeah. know okay. so it, yeah, it's thing? important you know you just need to understand the pattern yes for yes. Uh, uh you know for three or more words as uh, rick said you know more than two words for three or more words there is one pattern for indicating bold italic underscore or capitalize and for a single letter there is one pattern and for a single word there is another pattern once you understand that then you just need to remember each symbol you know for the bold for dots for five for underscore for five six you know uh, and for italic is for six and of course capital you know dot six okay, okay. got it Thank and you. I got it. All right. So let's see if we have another question now. Anybody who has a question, please raise your hands. It seems Linda has a question. I'm not sure. She had her hand raised. So, um, Linda, go ahead. Hi. Yes. I, hi. I actually, uh, hi, Valene. I don't huh. have a question, but I heard. Yeah. Teresa say that she only had an e-reader and didn't know how she was going to read a docx file. 
But if she puts the docx file on a thumb drive, then she can go to the book list on her e-reader and she will be able to read that file if the manual is correct. <clears throat> That's my only Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, correct. So, well, I'm sorry. So I'm glad, you Linda, you picked that question. Very good. Thanks a lot. Yeah. You're welcome. Okay. Okay, we have That's a clubhouse. Aha. Uh -huh. Kirby, go ahead. All right, so we actually have two in clubhouse. So All right, we'll yay. go one by one. All right, Meryl. Hi. <laughs> I'm in clubhouse now, Valena. I figured it out. Who is I this? Love it. I didn't <laughs> yeah, I didn't get your name. Oh, it's Meryl. Meryl. Oh, all <laughs> yeah, right. You like you don't like yeah. to zoom. You like to be in clubhouse. I, I like both, but I just <laughs> I don't know. It's just I, no, no. I'm intrigued by it. Herbie, I said that's Herbie, fine, I'm that's scared, fine. You, and then yeah. whatever you like. Um, okay. I feel it too. Anyway, um, what's your question? I, I, well, I just wanted to say that I'll be emailing you, too, about the UEB, because is that going to be a full thing? It won't just give you the underline and the bold, but it will be a full thing of all the symbols, right? And all the, right? Yeah, that will be nice, so that anyone oh, who wants to know, I'll appreciate yeah. that, okay? Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you so much. Have all a right. great day. Terrific. Okay. Mm -hmm. Bye. Mm -hmm. All right. Who is next? Clubhouse. That'll be Herbie? Helps if I can find my unmute. Um, Alan is next. Alan? Mm -hmm. Hello. Hello. Oh. There you are. Uh, I wanted to see if there are any more interesting ways of entering Braille than the Perkins or the Slayton Stylus, which does that mirroring thing. I'm kind of uh, teaching some people a little bit about Braille. And I think the Slayton stylus would kind of break their heads. Uh, it's not that, of course. But so uh, let me really recap uh, the question you have. You, wouldn't, you would like to know if there is any other way to write in Braille in, uh, apart from a Braille writer and Slayton stylus, correct? Yes. Okay. So you want to write something in Braille, but you don't want to use, uh, or you don't, you don't like Slate and Stylus, or even Brailler or Braille Writer. Well, I don't. Oh. I don't want to carry around a Braille Writer, and oh, yeah. uh, the, the mirroring <laughs> that the Slate and Stylus does is uh -huh. uh, bad because the, I don't think mm -hmm. the people that I'm trying to teach Braille basics would be able to uh, work with that. It is complicated particularly for beginner brailers uh, because they have to reverse the symbols using slate and stylus and yes. if they don't want to use if, if if we can give them a braille writer it is not portable it's so heavy to carry right. so there are kind of yeah let's see uh, our august gathering here audience if anybody knows the answer how could you write Braille without using a slate and stylus or a Braille writer? Please raise your hand for the answers now. All right, Scott Edwards. Oh, wow. Hello, Scott. All right. Yeah, yeah. I'd be glad to answer this. And I use it. I've uh, I've gone high tech, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I do have a slate for index cards, a little three by five inch, and that comes in handy. But 
for most things when I write nowadays, I'm using a Braille display. Um, mm. So if you uh, if you've heard of any of them, uh, there are, uh, there are these. What we so nowadays we have what they're what are called hybrid Braille displays because they have standalone features. In other words, they're not just used for connecting to a computer or smartphone. You can also use them on their own for mm-hmm. text editing, you know, creating documents on the dis- on the device itself and and you can uh, you can write into it and have it save your and save your document and so that's another way and there's you know the probably the cheapest ones are th- ones like the orbit uh tw- the orbit reader and the uh, and the there's also I have the Mantis, which is a about twenty. Now I believe it's about a twenty-seven hundred dollar uh, Braille display with a full-size typewriter-style keyboard. They often call it QWERTY because it refers to the middle row Q W E R T Y on a typewriter. So that's that's a more high-tech way of writing. I don't. I'm not sure of any other <laughs> low tech ways of mm-hmm. those are the two main low tech ones as brailler or slate and stylus but more high tech would be like a hybrid braille display or even even more high tech than that would be a full-fledged what we call note takers which are really like almost a, a full full feature computer inside a braille display type device that would uh, give you a whole bunch of different applications and then of course you could also connect it to a a another computer or smartphone what have you so that's my answer oh great scott certainly you did provide uh, alternative ways of writing braille and if uh, we are not happy with slate and stylus and a braille writer yes uh, these electronic gadgets, whether it is e-reader or Orbit or uh, uh, note taker, they do allow you to write in Braille. They do allow you to use a six-key feature. If you know Braille, then you can write it, save it the document. And I think, Scott, once you save it and if you want to read it again, you can still read it uh, using your uh, gadget, whatever is e-reader or uh, Orbit, correct? You can read it back. Uh, Scott, have you muted yourself? Okay. Uh, so I'm sorry. Who who was the who asked the question? I forgot the name. Alan. Alan. Me? Yes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What, what were you? I'm sorry. What were you asking me, Valine? I was saying that you said that you can write in Braille and save the document. But then, if you want to read that document which you have saved the next day, tomorrow, day after. Oh, yeah, you can retrieve it. You can, it was kind of uh, given, but I just but wanted to specify yep. that, you know, you can exactly. still read it. Now, oh, yeah, you can re- retrieve uh, it. Once you save something, you can re- retrieve it and retrieve it and it. continue to work on it and yes. you know, save the changes yes. and all that. Mm-hmm. Sure. Thank you. All yeah. right. So let's see. Who else has the answer that you can write in Braille other than Slayton Stylus or a Braille writer? Beth. 
Okay. Um, I bet. Hi. <laughs> Go um, ahead. Yeah. 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 Um, I use a cube rail and actually that's nicer because, um, uh, like with the call here, Christian book chat, I can use that. And it's much quieter than a Perkins, um, braille writer because yeah, it sounds, sounds like a, almost sounds like a lap laptop. Like when you type and then I don't have to stop the recording all the time when I, um, uh, need to write something so my cue barrel I get from him so that's a note taker as well so yeah that's another way mm -hmm. so yeah so what do you call it cube cube rail xl that's the um uh -huh. yeah that's cube rail and I think xl is just the model oh okay and where can we buy it's called HIMS, H-I-M-S. Uh-huh. I think it's out of Austin, Texas. Oh, okay. And uh, mm -hmm. uh, do you know the price? I don't, but... Approximate anything? Any idea? Uh, maybe a few hundred, because... Okay. Um, or yeah. what? No, maybe close to, um, like, a few thousand, because I had to Ooh. pay it off. I had to... It, okay. it took me a while, maybe over a year to pay it off. So fortunately, okay. I was able to pay and mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. didn't have to pay it all up front. Oh, okay. So, okay. Of course, uh, for many of us, price may be an issue, but uh, well, right yeah, now, that's, our, our, <laughs> our focus is not price. Our focus is to find the alternative ways of right. writing braille so that's that's perfect thank you we have more people to share their uh information so who is next sheila dorland hello hello there um well you know i actually don't have a solution that is not a latent um mm -hmm. stylus or perkins brailler mm -hmm. but my suggestion is I have maybe an alternate mindset about the slate and stylus, as well uh -huh. as to change your language about it there, Alan, um, and everyone. Um, I think there's a lot of us on this call that um, really love the slate and stylus and um, embrace it. And it, it's not as uh, difficult to use as you might think. And so, you know, changing that mindset and embracing it as a simple tool that is easy to learn to use. Um, but really to change your language about it, there's no mirroring or reverse or backwards or any of that bad language that we don't want to use about the Slate and Stylist. No. You're simply going to be writing yeah. from right to left, and yeah. you're still going to be using the same dot numbers that you're, you know, learning for grade one and your students are learning as well, you know, and so you're writing from the top right corner and your dot numbers are still the same dots one two three down the right hand side and dots four five six down the left hand column so just changing how you're talking about it i think could help a lot and um embrace that slate and stylus is is my uh my thoughts on it so thank you they not great idea yeah so it just it just changes the columns and not the dot numbers. So as long as you remember the dot numbers, it's still using slate and stylus is doable. 
Okay, so Alan, you said that you are you are teaching uh, people who begin to learn Braille, correct? Uh, yeah, very mm -hmm. beginner uh, yeah, Braille yeah. learners, excited people even. Uh, they uh -huh. showed an interest in how I read the stuff, mm -hmm. and uh, so I'm kind of teaching them very basic stuff. Okay. And, okay. And um, if mm -hmm. they're remembering the, you know, the 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 dots, you know, I can't be say, oh, now you got to write with dot four five six. Yeah. So definitely, it's a bit, a little bit challenging for anybody who wants to learn because you just have to kind of reverse the concept. So, Can I cut back in, please? I, I, I think that reverse word is wrong, though. I think we just need to talk about writing from the right to the left. Right so you're so left. let's say letter okay. G dots mm. one, two, four, five. Yes. You're not going to tell them to write anything differently. You're still going to tell them to write letter G as dots one, two, four, yeah. five. Correct. You're simply starting all the way at the right of the slate mm -hmm. at the top right corner. And you're going to write dots one, two on the right side going down and move over to the left and write dots four, four five, five. Yeah. and then move into your next mm -hmm. cell to the mm -hmm. left. And then yeah. when you open the paper and turn it around, you'll be reading from left to right with the dots one, two, four, five, representing letter G. So there's no revert. It's all the same dot com combinations. It's just yeah. remember you're writing from the right side to the left side. And with a little bit of practice, it becomes, it, you'll they mm -hmm. and you, I think everyone can quickly pick it up. So I, I would just like to encourage that again, and I'll, I'll mute myself now. Hmm. Sorry. Well, personally, Dorlin, I'm a staunch supporter of straight and stylus, and I've been using it for all my life. Uh, and uh, uh, what you said, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I have to stop this. So, uh, Dorlin, you go ahead. Oh, no, I'm sorry, I remuted. I, I was done. <laughs> Dorlin, this is Linda. I so agree with you. And I think one of the things that I heard Alan say was he was saying that you would write an L, you would read an L as one, two, three, but I thought I heard him say that you would write an L four, five, six, and this is absolutely incorrect. And it speaks to what you're saying about if you know the dot numbers and that's all you ever think about is the dot number, then an L is one, two, three, or one, two, three. It's never anything different than that. It all depends on your direction. Are you coming from the left to the right or from the right to the left? And once you start writing on a cell, if you fill that cell, you're gonna have to move in the proper direction because you can't go the other way because there's already something there. So I'm with you, Dorland. I absolutely love the Slate and Stylus. And I have never had a problem with, with any, any, any of the issues because I always think and only think in the dot numbers. Correct. And I'm back. Uh, uh, once again, uh, uh, I know that uh, so it, is, it is challenging. I've taught thousands of students and I did notice that it is a little bit, uh, it makes some people uncomfortable. But at the same time, let's not forget 
that thousands and thousands of blind and visually impaired people are using slate and stylus. And yes, Linda, dot numbers, Dorlin, dot numbers do not change. I agree with you and I know it's the truth. So L consists of dots one, two, and three. You know, it doesn't change. As long as you remember that when you write using a slate and stylus, the right side is dots one, two, three, and left side is four, five, six. Then you never make a mistake. And I've seen that Linda has completed entire contracted braille course just using slate and stylus. There are 29 lesson course. She did it successfully, so that it's doable. However, I mean, we definitely want to find other ways of writing Braille. So let's see uh, who is next. Dawn. Dawn, the mentor. Okay. Dawn, um, yes. I have a couple of ideas. So mm -hmm. um, one, um, while you can't necessarily write documents on this particular Braille display, you can um, hook it up to a smartphone, um, like your iPhone. So that's the NLS e-reader. So if you're doing that, you can hook it up and you can open a document on your iPhone or your iPad or something like that. And you can write in that document and it will show up in Braille. The other thing that I don't think has been suggested yet is the Braille labeler. And I think that works with sighted people because it has print on it along with the Braille. So if you're looking, so say you wanted to write A, B, C, you could look at that little wheel on it and you could, you know, you could look at it and then they could feel it with their fingers too. And they could write those Braille labels out. And I mean, I, the only drawback is that you would that you would have to stick it to something if you wanted to, like if you wanted to have it on a piece of paper or something, you would have to stick it to something. But that's a way that you can write Braille. And I don't think it's very expensive, although it's been years since we've had to purchase one. So because knock on wood, the ones that we have were great. So but that's one way that you can do that. Is a braille labeler, but it's it's only for doing labels, right? Uh, and if yeah. you want to write the whole page, yeah. If yeah, if you want to write the whole page, um, you are gonna. If you want to do that, you'll have to get a one of those label sheets and put it in the Perkins brailler and do it. Or you could mm. do. I don't know if there's. I think there's a <laughs> slate no, that no. you can use. But the the whole concern here is that. Using Perkins Brailler or a Braille writer is not convenient to write in Braille yeah. because you have to carry and uh, yes. it's not portable. That's one concern. Braille labelers are portable, though. You can, they you are, can have but, Braille labelers, but, then, but if you... But, but if you, can you, only like you can that. only write it on a strip. You cannot write on a full sheet. Yeah. So uh, everything, everything has some limitations. Slate and stylus yes. has some... You know, you need to write it from right to left. Brailler, you have to carry, which is not portable. Labeler, you can write only on a single strip. You cannot write on a page. And, yeah. of course, electronic gadgets, uh, as our friend described, yeah. uh, you can just write, you can save, but yeah. you cannot produce the hard copy Braille. 
unless you have a brilliant boss. Yeah. So everything is good and everything has certain limitations. But let's see what else uh, the next person suggests. Michael. Oh, yes, Michael, yeah, you, what more do you have to say? Michael Moore. What I, what, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I, I'll, <laughs> you can, if you can hook up your e-reader, your e for, for those of us who are in the States, mm -hmm. you can also probably hook it up to your, compu your computer. And I think, Teresa, you were asking about how you can, use, how can you hook up your e-reader to a PC or smartphone or something like that. There are, there are ways to do it. You can use it if you have JAWS 2020 or later. I'm not sure about NVDA, if that works with NVDA. I don't remember off the top of my head. But I do, I do know it works with JAWS on Windows. And I believe that you can also use it with iOS. I'm not sure about I'm, I'm guessing you an Android too. But I know iOS. You can use it with iOS. So you can also write. You can also, if you're in a document of some sort, even on your smartphone, and you have your NLS e-reader hooked up, it should appear in Braille. Okay. So... How do you write in Braille? You when you hook the e-reader. Okay, there, like remember Perkins. there is a Perkins style. Yeah, there's a Perkins style keyboard. Yes. That's how you enter commands mm -hmm. when you're actually just using the e-reader all by itself to so read a book and, and to go to file manager. You could you, you you can and even with your mm -hmm. settings, there's there's the the, the Braille keyboard. Mm. That's what you use. Even though the the e-reader itself, if you hook it up with a with uh, like JAWS for with a screen reader for Windows, hmm. you could use it as a braille display, and more than likely, if it has a Perkins style keyboard, that's where you can you you could use it for writing. Yes. So, in other words, you can use your six key uh, pattern to yes. use e-reader, and you can still write it in braille. Correct. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Got Let's it. Let's see who is next to answer Herbie. this question. Herbie. Herbie. In Clubhouse. Clubhouse. All right. So we have a different Teresa over here. So Teresa Gufanti, go ahead. Sorry if I mispronounced your last name. That's okay, Herbie. So That's okay. if, yeah. we're looking, if we're looking to save money, and because yes. Braille writers and all that stuff is expensive and all that good stuff, mm -hmm. and you're just looking to write, but you want it to read in print for you know people who are sighted but um you can actually turn your iphone into a braille writer it will actually write and you yes. just use your patterns mm -hmm. and also for a hundred dollars and you know i'm not i don't work for anybody and just for someone who's learned braille and enjoys it in the last few years um and it is a task and it is doable and even writing with a slate and stylist is amazing you know what let those people take those challenges alan because it does do a lot for the brain and keeping you young at heart and learning always learning anything keeps you young and your mind keep going so i don't oh, think great. people can't learn braille on a slate and stylist but another thing they came out with an orbit writer which you can attach to yourself or a computer and also one other item that I just picked up not too long ago, because like I said, I love writing in Braille and learning my Braille is the AT guys have this little thing that you can write. It's a little pad that you can write on and ace. I forgot what they call it, but it's this little cute thing that you um, it is expensive, but it's worth it. Um, that you can just write. Oh, and then when you're done, you erase it and can write another one. So there are many great ways in writing Braille these days. 
I'm so glad to live in time to be able to do this. Thank you for letting me speak. Was it called a Versa Slate? Was it a Versa Slate you're talking about, Teresa? I think so. I think that's what it's called, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. Yeah. All right, all okay. Say, we have more people to answer our question. Yeah, oh, sorry, Alan's question. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I got mixed a little bit. Terry. Uh, who is Terry? Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. I, um, I call Terry the terrific. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So for portability, and maybe that's what Alan is talking about. I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. Um, or first of all, when I used to teach Braille, I when when I was introducing the um, the slate and stylus to them, what I would do is um, from APH, I believe it was, they had something called a peg slate, and I would introduce it first that way. Um, and also, yes, the dot positions do remain the same, but for people who are sighted, uh, for example, um, what I would, and, um, that were sighted, excuse me, and who had lost their vision, I said, okay, so do you remember ever writing on a piece of paper and then standing at a mirror and turning around and doing that? And um, they would say, oh, yeah. And I said, yeah, because it was, you know, it was, everything was mirrored. It was reversed or, or it was backwards or whatever. And I said, well, with Braille, I mean, learning on the slate and stylus, when you're writing from right to left, the dots are um, dots one, two, three are now on the right of the cell, and four, five, six are now on the left of the cell. And then I would teach that, and I would use that Braille slate. Uh, I mean, that I'm sorry, the um, the peg slate, and you know, until they were able to master that, then then we went to the actual slate. And stylus. Now, the verse I was going to talk about the Versa slate, um, and again, for portability for the for people, um, they do have a Versa slate that is, um, I think it's four. Well, I have one. I think it's two lines, or but anyway, I have the small one. They do have a larger one, um, a little larger one, but it is that's a good way. Cause you could carry that, um, in your, in your purse or a backpack or whatever, if you were out and, you, and a person needed to um, write down the appointments, for example, or a telephone number of somebody or, um, you know, anything they could just jot that down. And then if they, they could feel it from the behind. And if they saw that they made a mistake, like if one dot position wasn't correct, you can, you can take that little dot position and push it back up and then re, um, like, let's say you used a dot five rather than a dot four, you could erase that by just, um, pushing your finger on that one dot and then poking the dot four through it. So that gives the portability, the, ver- the Versa slate does. Um, so, but I would certainly encourage Alan, you're t- to, when you, t- um, that, you know, don't, don't give it, don't present it in other words, in a, um, like, oh, this is going to be really hard. Just present it in a real positive manner. I have also spoken with people that are older than I am that um, that's how they learned in school. You know, at my school for the blind where I went, they learned straight from the slate and stylus. And then later 
they were introduced to the Perkins Brailler, which um, in my case, it was the opposite. So hopefully that helps. It should. Yeah. And actually, just to share a little more, uh, uh, those who do not know, I'm the facilitator of Ilinsha. Uh, when I went to a special school for the blind, we did not even have a Braille writer. So you had no choice but to learn how to use slate and stylus. But we never felt that, oh, no, we have to do it differently. You know, okay, you have to do it from right to left. You have to do it. That's how it works. And that's, that's, that's what we kind of, when you accept that that's how it works, nothing is difficult. Okay, great. So I think there are more people who are willing to contribute to this question. So who is next? Phone number 414, ending in 878. Yes. Is this Alice? Hello. Hello. I'm and I'm probably going to just confirm what other people have already said, but I wholeheartedly agree with Dorlin and Linda and other people that uh, <clears throat> not using those words backwards or reverse or whatever I think, as others have said, truly is the better approach for teachers. And I am a great believer in the attitude of the teacher is really what is initially what is the most important part of teaching the slate to a student, whether the student is young or senior citizen. It's that attitude of the teacher and I agree with that philosophy, just when you're going to write, start at the right. So the person just associates W-R-I-T-E with R-I-G-H-T. And then uh, using my mantra that I always talk by and I've said here on the call before, what you touch first when you are reading is what you punch first when you are slating. And I know that's sort of a slow motion, but when we first start slating, we are, and when we first start reading, we are in slow motion. And so thinking of that totally avoids that thought of backwards or reverse that some people may initially bristle at. And so much, as you too have said, Valine, is attitude. Mm -hmm. You had no other choice when you were a child. And yes. it's not that there aren't other choices now, but this is a useful choice. And That's I think true. it's very worthwhile learning. Now, I was going to mention about the versus slate. I, I had both of them. And I greatly prefer, as most people do who've tried both of them, the larger one that is four, four lines and 20 cells, and it comes with a much, much better stylus. Now, whichever one you purchase, you can use, I am told by the AT guys, uh, any stylus you have. But there's a very nice one that comes with the larger one. If you are going to invest in one, I would wait till you save your money to have the amount for the larger four-line 20-cell versus slate. It is an ex excellent teaching tool. I, I wish it had been around when I was teaching Slate and Styles. This is a, just a superb teaching tool, and it's portable. And I will tell you, I also use it. If I'm in a meeting, 
I, I will write down if I need to know all the people who attended the meeting. I just use this versus slate, and it's so it's quiet enough that I can use it and keep the audio on. And I've used it for a variety <laughs> of things, and it's very portable, and it is more expensive than most slates or all slates except for some of the um, fancy full-page ones, I guess, maybe. But it's it's not cheap, but I think especially for places where Braille is being taught, it's a wonderful investment as a teaching tool. And people who can afford it, it's another good device to add to your toolbox for writing in Braille. And so, again, I just want to emphasize, attitude of teachers is extremely important. Whether the teacher is teaching the reading of Braille, the writing of Braille, both simultaneously, whatever it is, that teacher's attitude is crucial. Thank you. Thank you, Alice, and I agree with you. It's a useful choice, helpful choice, and I may share my personal uh, view here that uh, I do have two Braille writers, but whenever I write, I use my slate and stylus because I love it. Even though when I was, uh, when I started to learn Braille, I didn't have other choice, but now I have choices. However, I choose slate and stylus. So probably, you know, it's not that hard. It's not that difficult. As I said before, thousands and thousands of blind and visually impaired people are using slate and stylus. But it's good to hear from you, Alan, you know, the uh, feelings that people have about using slate and stylus or a braille writer. And it is a good thought to explore other avenues. And that's what we are doing here. So, okay, do we have any next person to answer this question? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, I thought we were on the next um, question. We, so. yeah, th this, is, this is the last, I mean, you have no other hands. Believe, okay. So. Okay. But anybody um, in the clubhouse? No, you don't. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I, I have a question. Um, I got this uh, magazine. It's talking about you know, it's a health, it says treat yourself um, and then a <clears throat> space and then a dash. It looks like a dash and it says self-diagnosis and treatment is possible if you stay in touch with your doctor. But I thought dashes were not spaced. Um, or is that a colon? It looks like a dash at like... Um, I think it's a dot looks like dot six and then like mm -hmm. um three six like a dash so i'm wondering um is dash and ueb spaced uh, uh, who is asking is this beth this mm -hmm. is beth okay beth so your question is about dot six plus three six correct and you want to know what that symbol is yeah, and I want to know, mm -hmm. I I thought it was a dash, but I want to know why it's space, because I thought dashes were not space, like, you know, if you write a word or something, but this oh, is okay. you know, treat yourself, and okay. then it's got a yeah. space. So, in other words, uh, if I recap your question, 
you mean to say that uh, you know there is a dash dot six plus three six. However, yeah. normally there is no space before or after a dash. However, you saw spaces in the magazine that you were reading, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so in that case, is this symbol a dash? And if it is a dash, why there are spaces? That's right. That's how I'm trying to simplify your question. Okay. Yes. All right. That's Let's see correct. who has the answer. Please raise your hand for the answer to best question. Okay, you've got Michael. Michael. All right. Let's see Michael Moore. Uh, is it is it because in UE because remember in old Braille, I think I believe the dash the dash mm -hmm. was two three sixes that kind of connected words. And if I remember in old Braille, mm -hmm. I don't remember that I don't think you had a space. Now UEB allows for space because remember, uh, in UEB Braille follows print. Correct. So oh. if there, if Braille, if, if Braille, you know, if the if the Braille follows the print, more likely if there is a if there is a dash in between the words, which more I, I understand the dash is dot is dot six immediately followed by dots three six more like all by itself, and then to the left and right of it. Obviously, you, know, you have the prior word and the next word. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you are trying to say, Michael, because Braille follows the print, so if there is a space before or after or both before and after the dash, then there are spaces yeah. in Braille because there are spaces in print. Correct? Because yep. I thought in the, in the like, treat yourself, I thought they would use more like a... Um, colon because they're listing something or is that not always the case i guess that's that's also where i got confused uh, so yeah go ahead yeah yeah that's not not only the space before the dash but that's also where i got confused like i thought dash was just connecting um words i didn't know that um well, I did know a dash was like if you write a word and then, and then like write the definition. Then, like I've seen where where they have, like a like um, dashes or like three six three six, but if you're listing something, like then they I thought they then they write a colon, but maybe it's different in UEB. Not not really, but let's see. We have two or three more people. Ready to answer a question, and then okay. I will I will summarize and clarify everything. Okay, all right. Okay, let's see sure. what Rick has to say. Right, uh, Sheila. Mm -hmm. Ah, back again. Yeah. Here comes my card. Right. Anyway, uh, Michael <laughs> had it just right. Um, <clears throat> people that write print do lots of interesting things, and sometimes, yeah, more often than not, there will not be a space before and after a dash, but sometimes there is. And if there is, then you do it that way in Braille as well. And I'm not sure why they kind of made it a rule in EBAE that you did not space in Braille regardless of what was done in print because it doesn't seem to me that would have hurt the clarity any, but that's what they did. But in UEB, they say, just like Michael said, Braille follows print. So if there are spaces in print, you put them there in Braille too and use the same dot six dot three six. Um, there, as for your making lists of things, oh man, they've come up with a gazillion ways to show um, 
<laughs> this is a new item. This is next item. Next is, this is next item. They can use stars. They can use dashes. They can use closed parentheses. I've even seen. They can use uh, what do you call them? Daggers. They can use bullets. I mean, they, the, the, the <laughs> imagination is the limit. And yeah. UAB has made a valiant effort to keep up. <laughs> they, they have right. all kinds of different symbols for those things. Uh, there, yes, there is also right. a long dash, which yeah. you seldom see, but it's out there. And there. Yes. that mm-hmm. has a dot mm-hmm. five and then a dot six, then a dot three six. So it, it's available, but it's unusual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Typical dash is your six, three, six. Just use sometimes, yeah. It's called long yeah, dash. It's unusual. I, I don't know if I've ever seen it actually in writing, but it's out there. Uh, just to yeah, answer, I don't think I've ever yeah. seen that. So, <laughs> just to answer Rick your question, why in A B, A B A E, you know, uh, why they were not a- having a space before and after a dash? Uh, I believe mm-hmm. the answer is simple because they wanted to save spaces in Braille, so that the Braille volume doesn't go higher, you know? Uh, could that be. saving spaces is not a general philosophy of UEB. UEB's philosophy is that the Braille follows print. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, okay. Right. So let's see what uh, next one. Is that Linda? But, well, actually, her being somebody, somebody in Clubhouse has a question or an answer. Austin. Okay, uh, is there somebody from Clubhouse? Yes. Okay, who is that? Austin. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, okay. Hello. Hey, hey it's a troublemaker. Uh, no, no, no. So Just you are going kidding. to answer the question we have on the floor, correct? Yeah, um, actually, I just uh, look something. It says you can uh, type. Uh, br- uh, on screen bro on the iPhone. Huh? What what is that? Hold on, hold on. Uh, l- let let me be clear. You know, once we have one question on the floor, uh, only those people raise their hands who have the answer to that question. When I declare that okay, that discussion is over. Now I invite you to ask the next question. That's when you can ask. Okay. So we will take your question, if not this time, next time, if we run out of time. But we'll Sorry. Okay? okay. So we will be happy to answer your question. But let's have the discussion on the question that we have on the floor be over. All right. So okay. let's and see. you do have you have five minutes to the top at the end. Correct. Hour, so yeah. So, you know. And who is um, next? Linda. Linda. Linda has some mm-hmm. answer. Yes, mm-hmm. Linda. <laughs> Yes, it is. Braille follows print. But as somebody who has frequently used the dash when I'm doing a bunch of list items, I can give you a clue as to why they do that. And that is because it's a list of no particular order. So you don't want to use a number system. And some of the other bullets and, you know, hollow bullets and daggers and what else, asterisks, are clumsy. It's a lot easier to just write a dash. So I think that's one of the reasons that they use that. And that's all. Right. Oh, great. And in a way, you know, it's also sometimes convenient. You don't have to remember the numbers. Oh, I'm listing. I reached number four. Then I, when you try to go five, 
Uh, did I do four or did I do three? Or it should be. You don't have to worry. Just put a dash. That means next number. Put a dash. That's the next number. So it's kind of convenient. Okay. All right. So that is uh, uh, so much uh, people said about a dash. Uh, I'm not sure, Beth, uh, where you were confused about the colon because there's a big difference between a colon and a dash. Oh, and I course. guess because. Um... Yeah, like uh, she said, um, a colon is, I guess, used for, like for some, for like, um, like a dash, I guess, no particular order or something. Because I always used a colon, but maybe in, in UEB, it's it's just a dash. You know, that's the first time I saw that. No. Um, the, in this magazine, a dash. No, no. Colon is colon, which is dot two five. And it's okay. used... Uh, yeah, it, it is used when sometimes the numbers are listed or items are listed, uh, you know, or to indicate a kind of a, a small heading, you know, uh, they use a colon. Or when they say, uh, please read the following, then following. Right. Then you it's know, colon. after that, you have a colon. Yeah. But no, colon cannot be used in place of a dash. And of course, okay. dash is a dash. Yeah. There's also a difference between a hyphen and a dash. Hyphen is only three six. Dash is dot six plus three six. Mm -hmm. Good. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Good. You seem to be Thanks. happy. <laughs> All right, yeah. friends. Uh, I know uh, Awesome had a question from the clubhouse. So we will reserve it for the next month, sorry, because we are now at the end of the hour. And uh, 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 I'm sorry, Awesome, if we cannot, uh, because I don't think we can discuss the whole question now. We don't have that much of time. Okay, so we can um, uh, do it next month. Every second Thursday is a day for such question answer session. So feel free to bring your questions and uh, if your question is not taken, don't feel left out. That's not our purpose. But it's just that uh, other people were uh, ahead of you to ask questions. So sometimes because they were ahead, your question remains pending for the next time. However, next time we will take it if you are here and if you ask that question. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I think many people are getting impatient because the Valentine's Day is coming. So I wish you all happy Valentine's Day and uh, wish you all a happy week ahead and a weekend. So I will see you all next Thursday with someone sharing her story with learning and using Braille. Our poll star will be Binaibi from Nigeria next Thursday. With that, Feel free to give me your feedback, shah, S-H-A-H, at eastbestcenterfortheblind.org. I thank you so much, Sheila, Herbie, and Brad, and thank you, everybody, for joining today. Thank Take you. care, and bye now.